This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown. Nice to have you along on this snowy Tuesday. On Friday's Free For All here on Zoomer Radio's Fight Back, we received a call from a woman who said her name is Poonam and who claimed to be Muslim and said Canadian women are disrespecting her faith by coming into her husband's store and talking to him directly while not properly covering their arms or shoulders. This call prompted a flood of phone calls and emails. Many of you joined me in denouncing her statements, and other Muslims listening in the GTA phoned in to say that Poonam's opinion is one of extremism. In case you missed the show... And the phone call. Listen for yourself. Hello. Uh, Hi. This is my first time I call. Thank you for uh, calling. <laughs> oh, sorry if I don't speak English too good, but uh, I will try. I have been listening to other programs such as your own, and uh, I am very disheartened sometimes. I hear th- I am a Muslim woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my husband and I have a, a store here on Pharmacy in Lawrence in Scarborough. Mm-hmm. And uh, we are Muslim. Our community is mostly Muslim, too, mostly. And uh, anyway, I hear very sad things from people, you know, Muslims and others, Muslims and others. There seems to be some not, not understanding our cultures. And I thought maybe if I could share some of our, our things with you that we see in our shop, that maybe it would help bring people together a little bit. Well, we would like that very much. And as you're listening to Poonam's uh, story, think about calling in with your reaction, 416-360-0740, Go ahead. Uh, we'd like to hear your okay. explanation, your stories. Uh, as I say, our community is mostly Muslim. Mm-hmm. Proprietors are mostly men. My husband is most fortunate. He has me to assist him. But from time to time, we have uh, women come that are non-Muslim, and they must understand that in our culture, a Muslim man is sometimes prohibited to converse with a woman, or let alone touch her or whatever. So it, 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 service is not there. As I say, my husband has me ideal with these things. But in other shops, the proprietors are on their own, and they cannot deal with these women. We ask that when you come, please bring a, a husband, a, a, an uncle, someone with you, so the proprietor can converse with the male and assist you. Don't you? I mean, as as, as a Canadian, also, oh, and I and I'll let you continue. Um, yeah. That's offensive to me. I, I don't feel like I need to go to a store in Toronto with my husband or my son in order to communicate with the store's owner. I'm going to boycott that store. I'm sorry. If, if that, if that individual can't deal with me, 
in my city, in my country, then he doesn't have the values that I share. And why am I going to support a business like that? I think that that's a very um, gender discriminatory viewpoint. I'm sorry. I, and I don't care if you, if, what religion you are. That just doesn't wash with me. Does it wash with you? 416-360-0740-1866-744-740. I appreciate you have may a viewpoint. I, may I continue? Please? Of course you may. Of course yeah, you may. I am trying to tell you, like, this is the difference in our cultures. And I'm th- saying to you, if we can learn to appreciate, we could understand a little bit. Also on the woman thing, when you come into a shop, it is very offensive to a Muslim man to watch a woman with bare arms, let alone a bosom that is not discreetly covered. It's, an, it's disrespectful in that culture. And, 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 and we ask, when you come into our community, we welcome you come into our community, but please respect our culture. So what are you asking me if I come into your store at Pharmacy in Lawrence or another store owned by um, a Muslim man who doesn't want to talk to me? I have to dress in a certain way to appease him and his ideals? This is our culture. This is what this is. We, we don't want to disrespect your culture, but we ask, please do not disrespect ours. So aren't you creating an isolated society by doing that? Aren't you creating a society where only Muslims who think like you are going to frequent your shops? Well, we do have communities that are Muslim only, and because of these things, we are, we are gathering now in various communities. Someone on a program called it a silo or something, but we do. We gather together with our own because we, we have to respect our culture. This is our, 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 our belief. So we do. We, tend, we do not associate with a, a, a Muslim woman will not associate with a, a woman from the West. I'm sorry, but our culture says that this is this. These women are, are, are morally deficient in some oh, Well, I think that you're being discriminatory, and I have, you know, I have every welcome to or every right to welcome you to Canada. Um, I have every right to embrace you as a fellow human being. If you've been persecuted, if you're if you're looking for peace, if you want to live your life, but you can't come here and then. Uh, issue your a discrimination against me as a fellow Canadian. I just, I mean, we all have to live. We all have to, uh, we have to coexist together. Don't you think? Yes, we do. And within our cultures, I am Canadian too. I have my Canadian citizenship, as does my husband. Mm-hmm. We are Canadians too. You accepted us in, in this manner. You knew our religion when we came. You knew we wear different clothing than you. And now. Some people on these programs are saying, oh, they're not changing their clothes. Why did you accept us the way we were and not want us to change? You know what? I'm just going to ask you one more question, um, because you've just called me morally deficient. I didn't call you. I'm saying it is viewed that way in our in our culture. But I would I would fit the the stereotype of the person, the woman that you're talking about coming into a shop and having a, a cordial conversation with your husband who owns the shop. That's the way I've been brought up. There's nothing. I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm not doing anything uh, sexually perverse. I'm not. I'm just. I'm coming not in and in, and talking no. to a fellow yeah. human being. Yeah, not in your culture, but in our culture, it's disgraceful. Well, I don't see how you can ask of us something that you won't ask of yourself. That's That's a problem to me. Extreme, yes. Racist, 
Yes, sexist, definitely. Uh, It even got me to thinking, uh, was that caller for real? Or was it someone with an agenda who is acting a role to prompt a backlash? Joining Fight Back on the line is Dr. Ingrid Matson, an esteemed scholar in Islamic studies. Let me tell you a little bit about her. From 2001 to 2010, Dr. Matson has served as vice president, then as president of the Islamic Society of North America, the first woman to serve in either position. She's also been an advisor to former U.S. presidents Barack Obama and George W. Bush. She is currently the London and Windsor community chair in Islamic Studies at Huron University College at Western University in Canada. Doctor, it is uh, our honor to have uh, you on the line with us today. Well, thanks for the invitation, Jane. What do you make of that phone call? Well, it's the last thing you said, honestly, it was the first thing I said. As soon as I, I heard the woman calling, I thought, is this, is this all the, some of that fake news that we hear so much about? Um, just, I was just thinking that from her accent, which was very bizarre to me, like I couldn't place it. And then when she started saying all of these things, I thought, what is she talking about? I have never met anyone, um, any Muslim or anyone from any culture who actually thinks that way. So, so who knows? Who knows? Uh, maybe she was, uh, she was authentic, maybe she wasn't, but certainly what she was saying is uh, very strange. I literally have never met anyone in Canada or the United States who has those kind of views. Well, that's what I said on the air on Friday, that after living here for 33 years, I've been in a lot of shops and a lot of multicultural areas in Toronto, and I found just the opposite type of reception than what she was describing. Yeah, precisely. I mean, I don't think anyone's door is going to stay in business very long if they have that kind of attitude, <laughs> that, that customers have to go through some kind of, uh, I don't know, some kind of test or screening before they can come in and, and, and enter their store. Yeah, I think they'd be out of business pretty quickly. Or I was wondering if the call was for real and um, that woman really exists as she portrayed herself to exist, maybe the husband would talk to me, but then afterwards behind closed doors they would talk about how it felt so immoral for him to be dealing with a Western woman who wasn't dressed properly in his eyes. Like, I wonder if he would deal with her in the moment, but then later complain about it. Yeah, that's a lot of cognitive dissonance, So I would think that you'd, you'd want to go into another business if you really found it that upsetting. Um, so... Um, very strange. I mean, one thing that, that I noticed right away is that throughout the whole, her whole explanation of her uh, apparent beliefs or so-called beliefs, she, she kept using this term uh, culture, 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 our culture. And I, you know, I was trying to think, well, what culture is that? Um, and then once or twice, at the beginning, she introduced herself as a Muslim and then said something about that at the end. But of course, religion and culture are two drastically different things. There are, you know, many Muslims who are culturally Canadian. I'm, I'm a culturally a Canadian. I'm a Western person. My re- religion is uh, as a Muslim. So, um, so maybe she comes from a, a certain kind of culture. I don't know where, somewhere in the world, um, where uh, they live this way. But um, yeah, certainly, I don't think you could survive very long in, in Canada that way. But you know. If they if people have if they want to set up their own utopian, you know, isolated communities and live how they want and not hurt anyone else, 
you know, people can do that. The vast majority of Muslims in Canada don't, you know. That's why we've got, I don't know, about a dozen MPs in, in our government right now who are Muslim, a few of them in the cabinet. You know, most Muslims in Canada, you see them very visibly. I mean, they're, you know, lawyers and teachers and doctors and uh, so um, mixed up with everyone else in our wonderful, diverse society. Um, and, of course, uh, it's illegal to refuse service to someone on the basis of how they look or how they dress as well. So, um, yeah, I don't think this would this kind of business would survive very long. And <laughs> it doesn't sound like it would be very comfortable if that were my worldview to actually run a business like that. What about extremist viewpoints, not only in the Islamic faith, but in the Christian and Jewish faiths? Why do people use their faith to cloak racism, sexism, discrimination? Well, as human beings, we have a very powerful impulse to rationalize our views. And so we're going to use whatever we think works, right? Um, so so if, if, if we're in a context where, you know, religious beliefs are... are are respected, then we're going to use religion to justify that. And it could also be simple ignorance. I mean, most religious extremism, in my experience, whatever religious tradition it comes from, comes from ignorance and from a kind of willful ignorance on the part of people who are propagating those beliefs to keep the people in their community ignorant. You know, so one of the first things they have to do is say, um, I'm the only authentic voice in this religious tradition, don't listen to anyone else, and we need to live together in this, you know, pure space, uncontaminated by other ideas. Because there, you know, many of these beliefs are absurd, and if they were challenged by the majority, the dominant followers of that religious tradition, or simply by common sense, they wouldn't, you know, hold very well. And so that's, that's why they have to create a kind of cultish environment. You know, fortunately, most religious people are not like that. They have, uh, uh, you know, um, they understand that their religion involves treating others with respect and finding a way to live in the world and to, you know, any religious tradition that has lasted for uh, a few centuries um, has that ability to to live with others or else it simply wouldn't survive. Well, interestingly, and not surprisingly to me, whether that was a prank or it was real, every single call we got after that on Friday um, espoused the viewpoint more or less that you've just explained yourself. So uh, it felt like everybody, Muslims who called in afterwards uh, and people who are not of the Muslim faith, shared in the same beliefs, in the same way that a lot of Canadian, most Canadians think. And with that in mind, uh, Doctor, I'd just like to go to the phones because they started ringing right away when we got into this topic. 416-360-0740, Tony in Niagara, go ahead. You're on Fight Back. Hi, how are you? Fine, thanks. Good. I really like to tell you, you handled yourself very well that Friday. I, when I heard that, my stomach got sick. I mean, yeah. I can't believe there's people like that around. Terrible. Well, and, and I think that's how everybody felt. And, uh, you know, if somebody, doctor, was calling in to to prank the show, um, I think it backfired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I mean, I, I'm glad that many people called up, including many Muslim people, to say it doesn't represent their values. But it does, you know, I think it, it shows... Um, 
it, it shows how much work we have to do with, with actually understanding each other and also not to be, you know, we have to be a little bit sophisticated in these things. I mean, just common sense, you know, even if you don't know anything about, you know, say you don't know any, anything about a culture or religion, if you see, in fact, that you're, you know, in your daily life, you see, see people from that community who are living and, and functioning and interacting with you in a normal way, it should make you have a little bit of skepticism when someone proposes that, uh, uh, you know, that, that, that their ideas represent this community. Joan and Pickering, you're next on Zoomer Radio. What would you like to offer? Uh, is it me, Joan? It is. Oh, hello, Jane. Uh, well, once again, I want to say how well you did on Friday. It was, I, I mean, I was flabbergasted. Um, we, uh, I was thinking if, uh, if anybody, a lady listening, would go to this area. I know that I was in that mall not long ago, and I'm sure that's probably where this person has her store. At pharmacy in Lawrence. Lawrence. Yes. And you wonder how you would be greeted if you went in on your own, you know, uh, just to see how you were approached by a man or, you know what I mean? Yes, certainly yeah. now with that knowledge, it would yes. be interesting to see, yes, yes, how you would be treated, yes, yes. If, if it now, matched what she was saying. We have a mosque in Pickering, and at Christmas time, they invited the whole community, anybody, for a free lunch, um, had entertainment, uh, the mayor was there. Actually, I wasn't, but I heard all about this, and I would have certainly gone had I known about it. So I don't know, like you say, maybe this is a, is a prank. Well, Joan, um, I thank you for your call, and I, I've had similar experiences. My children grew up in the very a multicultural area of uh, the Danforth and Donlands and went to a school where there were children from all kinds of religions. And when we would have our annual, our annual event, um, bake sale and, and fun fair, uh, everybody from all the cultures came out to uh, to prepare their food for each other. It was actually a really beautiful thing. It was a, it was a microcosm of what I believe Toronto and Canada to be. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby's Nimer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown. We're having a follow-up discussion to a conversation that began on Friday when we received a phone call from a woman who said she's Muslim, lives in the Lawrence and Pharmacy area, and who advised against Western women coming into her husband's store and speaking to her husband directly, not covering themselves properly, and so on. And she's saying that we need to respect her values when we come into her neighborhood and her community. We are having a conversation not only with you, our listenership, but also Dr. Ingrid Matson, an esteemed scholar in Islamic studies. Uh, doctor, what's the biggest challenge in the merging of cultures and religions in Canada? Well, I think the, the first of all is to understand that there's a difference between those two, right? So you could have, as I said, you could have uh, someone who's culturally Canadian, culturally Western Canadian, and be Christian or Muslim 
Uh, or they could be come from a different culture. Say you could have an African Christian or a South Korean Christian or a Muslim who comes from uh, you know, somewhere in Pakistan or another country. And so what happens is that um, both, both we, the people living in Canada, and also the people who come in tend to, to collapse those two categories, um, which they shouldn't. You know, they're two different things. So you can be a you know a Muslim, a Canadian Muslim, and you can even keep aspects of your your culture from other countries. We're a multicultural place, um, you know that that are beneficial and wholesome, and that don't intrude on anyone else's rights or values, or not values, but rights. Um, and uh, it's fine to be to be from one of many cultures around the world, um, but that's different than what is required religiously, and, of course, we all have to uphold the, the law and, you know, interact with each other in mutual respect. And I think the vast majority of, of immigrants do that. Now, one of the things uh, that makes it difficult sometimes um, uh, for Muslims is that Muslims are still a small percent of the Canadian population, and there are many who come from other countries. So this this kind of association of, of Islam with um, uh, other cultures or other practices gets, gets really conflated. And the reality is that um, if Muslims are immigrants and they come from other cultures, sometimes it can take time um, to, for them to understand the new environment that they're in and maybe uh, adjust some of their, their assumptions about how to um, interact with other people. But it usually that kind of enculturization happens quite quickly, normally. And you see that over time they understand that, um, you know, like immigrants from other places, from, from other countries, whatever their religion, that, um, uh, you know, the, the way that um, people have expectations about, um, you know, certain ways of interacting might be a little bit different, and most people adjust to that. I think what you said about mutual respect, I think that's what really rings true with people in this country. And uh, I'm sure we'll hear that echoed when we go back to the phones. Let's uh, speak to Maria in Etobicoke. You're up next. Go ahead. Oh, hi. Thank you for taking my call. I just have a quick suggestion for that woman and then a comment. Um, If she is finding it so difficult for her... um, for her to have women come in and, and speak to her husband, why doesn't she run the store 100% of the time? And as far as I can tell, you know, the Canadian government is not in the business of going out there and corralling people and bringing them into Canada against their wishes. She should have done her homework when she applied to come to Canada and know that Canada is not a Muslim country. Well, and also know that people in Canada would welcome her and respect that she... Exactly. I have neighbors who are Muslims. And, you know, you see them say, hi, hello, good morning, and what have you. You know, and in North Etobicoke, I live in North Etobicoke. You go to the mall, you see people who are Muslim, and people, you pass them by, they say hi. Sure. You doesn't kill them. No, absolutely. Maria, thanks for your call. Let's go to Betty in Toronto. You're up next on Zoomer Radio. Hello. Hi. Go ahead, Betty. Hi. Um... She said at the beginning the woman said she didn't speak English very well. I thought she was did a very good job of it for someone who doesn't speak English that well. But I, I remember the story, I don't know if you remember, Jane, a couple of years ago. The man, they were Muslim, and his son that beat the little sister and daughter, beat her to death mm-hmm. because she wanted to dress 
like the little Canadian girls in her class, yes. her little friends. And that kind of hatred, I, I just I just don't understand. They're in our country, why they want so much to come to a country that's free, that people are allowed to have their customs and their religions, why they want so much to destroy the North American way of life. Betty, I thank you for your call, and I want to take that to the doctor as well, because there are extremist viewpoints out there, as she brings up, which was prominent in, in the mainstream media at that time. Right, and I think it's it's really, what I'd like to say first is it's really dangerous when we say they and them come yes. to our country. You know, this is... This country is Canada is for all of us. Um, we don't we don't impose a particular religion or culture. It's a we're a multicultural country, but people have to follow the laws. I mean, if someone murders someone, that's that's a crime. <laughs> that's not religious extremism, and you know uh, that same crime would be punished in any country across the world, including Muslim majority countries. So it's not as if that's something that is. You know, you go to Jordan or uh, or to Malaysia, and it's permitted to beat your family members to death. You'd you'd go to jail there too. So let's make sure we don't um, overreact and overgeneralize and associate criminal behavior with uh, with religion. That's not justified whatsoever. And we take your point on that, Mo in Markham. Go ahead. You're on Zoomer Radio. Oh, it's fantastic to get involved in this uh, issue. Uh, one bit of clarification, you asked a question about culture and the religion. There is a little bit of conflict there. Uh, a lot of these cultures, a lot of these, the Muslims, by the way, I'm a Muslim. Mm-hmm. I'm married to a Christian. I attend the Islamic Foundation here in Markham regularly, but I also go to the Grace Anglican Church. And there's no conflict in that. I see women, I meet women, I embrace women, and there is no problem with that. However, To clarify this issue of culture, there are a lot of the cultures from Pakistan and the the Middle Eastern countries, they bring their culture, meaning the culture, wrapped around them, and they cannot get rid of it. So that's why they cannot integrate as much as possible into the Canadian culture and the values of Canada. Mo, I appreciate your call and your insight. Uh, Doctor, your comments on that? Yeah, I mean, again, I, I don't think we should overgeneralize. I mean, there are some some people from whatever places in the world, maybe they, they're very attached to their culture, maybe aspects of their culture conflict. But, I mean, even with, you know, to mention Pakistanis, for example, I mean, our Attorney General of Ontario, yes, and that's the... I believe he's from Pakistan, if, if not Pakistan, from South Asia generally. So, I mean, it's not its not as if, uh, you know, we have to be really careful with these generalizations. And there's, there's, you know, born and raised for many generations, Canadians coming from whatever background, Christian or secular, who also are a little bit antisocial or a little bit strange. I mean, sure. our, our, our jails and our... Uh, our rehab facilities are filled with people like that, believe me. So um, the problem is that when a community is a minority, we tend to overgeneralize from one example. Uh, you know, so, you, so if you don't know many people from a particular culture or background and, and one of them happens to come in the news, then suddenly we think they're representative of that whole community and culture. And the reality is that the vast majority of 
Muslims who are Canadian uh, function very well and contribute really well to this society, and that the vast majority of immigrants, whether they're Muslim or Christian or Hindu or from or Sikh or from another background, also do very well. Some don't, and that's that's a human reality that some people um, just have some problems and are antisocial. And you're going to get a few of those in, um, among immigrants as well, but. Um, the reality is that most of them are, are, are screened <laughs> screened out for antisocial behaviors in a way that we can't screen people who are born here. You know, if you're <laughs> there's no process of, of screening someone who's born in Canada for for antisocial behavior. We just assume people well, we, you know we do our best with our institutions, and then if they get to the point where they uh, violate the law, well, then they end up in the, the legal system. And, um, and, and doctor, we've just ju- human reality. We've just heard uh, the European Court of Justice has just ruled uh, that private businesses in Europe can forbid Muslim women in their employ from wearing headscarves. This is this is the opposite of that mutual respect that we were talking about. This is this is not the path to go down when we're trying to integrate various uh, p- people from all different types of background in one area. Absolutely. And our our Canadian Charter, um, as well as our Ontario Human Rights Code, would both forbid that. And and isn't it a good thing that that's the case? I mean, look, our current Minister of Defense is is, uh, a Sikh man who wears a turban out of his religious um, conviction. And what a waste it would be if we couldn't have someone like that uh, serving our public. I mean, it's a very competent person. So imagine... How, how much we would lose if we took the European route and insisted that all citizens, you know, uh, um, operate within a very narrow cultural code. Um, fortunately, I don't think Canada will ever do that because we're, we're a country that's founded uh, as a multicultural, multinational country, French, English, and uh, the uh, many, many First Nations, Indigenous First Nations here. So I think we have a, have a much better start than many of those European countries, and I think it'll show in the end um, that Canada is, is much stronger as a country in many ways because of this inclusive policy. Doctor, that's where we're going to leave the conversation for today. I thank you so much for your time. Yeah, thanks for the invitation. Dr. Ingrid Matson, a scholar in Islamic studies, who's been an advisor to former U.S. Presidents Barack Obama and George W. Bush and is currently the London and Windsor Community Chair in Islamic Studies at Huron University College at Western University in Canada, in London, Ontario. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.